Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, this is Kristen and Lindsay are back for episode 22. Um, so Lindsay and I are... Wait, what did I say? You said 22. <laughs> and then episode 23. See, I've done this up at some point on this podcast. So um, Lindsay and I are again doing this from our respected homes um, because... While things are getting lifted in our city to kind of resume normal, kind of, we are still kind of trying to stay away from each other. So bear with us. <laughs> uh, so uh, this uh, month we did a romance novel and it's called The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa. Um, well, I guess romance, chiclet, whatever. I like to say chiclet. Um, and then we are drinking the wine, whatchamacallit, which is a uh, U.S. wine, I believe. Um, yeah, it's U.S. So this episode's name is The Worst Best Man of Whatchamacallit. Yeah. So, it's pretty easy to go with that one as soon as Lindsay said, how about we do this one? So we went with it. <laughs> Anyways, so before we get into the wines like we normally do... We will mention our podcast Instagram account. I was not going to say all of that, but there we are. Um, <laughs> so if you guys want to know what we're currently reading, what book we're doing for that month, what booze are drinking, check us out at boozeandbooks.podcast on Instagram. It'll show we try and post on there as much as we can right now, especially the ones that Lindsay are posting are more booze based. Yeah, but we gotta have some type of hobby when we're in uh, quarantine <laughs> and self isolation. Um, and then now uh, we got some uh, other currently reading books in there as well. I've been doing some rereading of some of my old books that I used to love reading, so they're they're in there. So give it a check. Um, but yeah, that's mainly our main news that we always say. So you guys should be. In- Oh, I guess rate, review, subscribe to this. I don't think we've said that in months. I know. Thinking about it now. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're listening to this podcast, rate, review, and subscribe to it, please. (laughs) We probably should say that every time, but oh well. Um, So we'll start off with the one, I guess. So, Lindsay? Oh, yes. Um, Yes, I can. I just gonna grab <laughs> the bottle. Um, all right, so I am drinking the whatchamacallit 2018 Chardonnay, which is a white wine blend um, from California. It is, I'm just trying to think what it has on it. Oh, shit. Um, it, um, not much on it to talk about uh let me try it i haven't actually tried it yet so i'm pretty excited to give it a whirl Mm. Mm. it tastes better than i remember um and as a liquor store it said this one was like kind of fruity and i was like oh shoot i don't remember it being fruity um 
but honestly it's like not that fruity um it's a little bit sweet um for sure there's pear in there most chardonnays i'm sure you'll find some pear um i don't quite light it's very light colored so it's not super yellowy as like my favorite bread and butter chardonnay is um it's more of like a very light um like a light champagne color um what else yeah. um i like that it's got a bit more of a dry taste to it so um not super sweet on your tongue it's nice and dry when you first try it, it kind of hits the top like the tip of your tongue and then kind of goes to the middle doesn't really hit the back of your tongue at all um you definitely taste the pear that you're smelling uh what else about it it's like it's not super like i don't know how to say it it's not really like it's vibrant but it's not overwhelming it's really mm -hmm. this is like perfect i think i chilled it like perfectly too it's nice and cool and crisp um crisp is a good word for it like it does taste very crisp on your tongue uh honestly great summer wine great uh spring wine for right now um with our weather getting a bit nicer good wine to drink outside um yeah it's just as good as i remember it being i haven't had it in a while um I'm pleasantly surprised it's not as fruity as I thought it was going to be. Um, and overall, as a um, for Chardonnay, it's really, really great. Uh, not super buttery. As everyone knows, I like my buttery Chardonnays. Um, <laughs> so if you are into your buttery Chardonnays, maybe not the one for you. But as someone who very much prefers the buttery side, this is a really good alternative. So I would say right now for what I'm like. My favorite wines right now this is probably my second favorite white wine or second favorite option for Chardonnay. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. Did you buy the red one? I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured you'd want something to talk about. <laughs> oh, no, you can go ahead and do both. I bought both, too. Oh, okay. But And you're just going to drink them and give your, your tasting notes? Yeah, kind of like last time we did it. Oh, okay. I don't really remember how I did it last time. Okay, so the second one is the red. Um, so this one's not like a particular red. It's a red wine blend um, from 2015 is mine. Uh, from, of course, California. Same. Just looking at the bottle. Yeah. Um, okay, let me try it. I haven't had the red in even longer than the white, so it should be interesting. Ooh. So before I try it, it smells kind of some like, <coughs> excuse me, some like <laughs> dark cherry, kind of, very subtle dark cherry. Maybe some raspberry, not raspberry, blackberry, blackberry. Yeah, it's a very dark red, um, ooh, like super dark. Uh, oh yeah, very, very dark. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to try it. Mm. Now I didn't aerate mine, which you probably did, Kristen. So it'll be interesting to kind of. I actually did not. Oh, you didn't. Interesting. Okay. No. Um. But man, looks I'm lazy. <laughs> what? 
that I was lazy and didn't want to go downstairs and oh. get it. Also fair. <laughs> it's um, it's I haven't filled this. Not that you ever should have read, but um, my it's been in my basement, so it's a little cold. Um, so I'm excited for it to heat up a bit. Just maybe from like my body temperature. Um, but it tastes very good. Uh, it's it's similar to the white in that it's dry, which I like. It's not super fruity, which I like too. Um, it reminds me of a mix between a Merlot and a Cab. A um, little bit lighter than some Cabs I've had, which makes me think of the Merlot side. Um, not super, like, heavy on the back of your tongue, like, like acidic-y. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really nice red. I feel like it's a good medium body. So, like, for me personally, but lately I don't feel so inclined to have heavy like full body reds i feel like this is a good one for me probably can't have too too much of it but um it's not super light so it if you want like a, a really decent red um that's not overwhelming i would suggest going with this yeah hmm. that's my take <laughs> i was just looking up what it is I was looking both of them up, so I'll go ahead and try them, and then I'll tell you what this Vino app says for both of them. Okay. Just as, like, a little thing. Okay, so I can't remember what year you said for the white that you have, but mine's 2018. Is that what you have? Oh, mine is too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because mine's different for the red. Mine's a 2017. Oh, okay. So, so yes, very interesting. So... Okay, so, like, I agree with you on the coloring, on the white. It is very, like you said, I'd agree with the champagne comment, like, Prosecco or champagne. Yeah. Very, like, that kind of yellow. Yeah, yeah, Um. Excuse me. <laughs> so, it is. It smells, like, sweet but dry at the same time. Like one of those weird combinations, but yeah. Hmm. Smells fruity though too. <coughs> Sorry, someone down the wrong pipe. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I say, with adding on to your comment, I think it got like pears or some or apples or something like to it too. Ooh, good call. Yeah. I think that adds to that crispiness too. Mm hmm. I totally taste that apple now that you say it. Honestly, it feels like it's lighter, but not super light, but like light. Like to me, it's not really a, like a bold white, but honestly, it's pretty good. <laughs> right honestly like mine like I was telling Lindsay before we started this that I had to pour into a water bottle and then pour it back into the wine bottle because I forgot I opened it before I took pictures for the podcast so <laughs> need to fill it up with something so it was in and out of the wine bottle which was in the wine fridge and then it was in a cold water bottle that I took outside that was in the fridge a long story short, it was kind of like taking in and out two different things. So 
I think it kind of lost some of its coldness by doing so. Oh, yeah. So it's like not like it's cold, but it probably is not as cold as maybe yours is right now. But honestly, like it's windy outside right now, but I probably would take it out in the weather we're supposed to have this weekend. Like, yes, 18 degrees, nice suns on you, you're chit-chatting with your friends or whatever. It'd be a good one for that. Yeah, agreed. And it's so smooth. Like, damn, that went down so well. Like, so good. Okay, so on to the red wine. So, funny story about these wines for all of you people. So, (laughs) I went... Lindsay and I first started hanging out and like all that stuff like I would tell her like every time I go to Joey's there was this wine that I loved and Joey's is a restaurant in Canada I, I don't think it's in the states um well actually I'm not really sure where it else is eh. <laughs> so uh what you call it is actually their house wine and like I've been drinking it since like I was in university so like freaking like but almost 10 years I've been like having it at like Joey's and I was telling like Lindsay about how much I love this wine and my birthday two years ago she buys me the (laughs) bottle but she can't remember what one I like and at this point I didn't even know that they had a white and so she buys me the white bottle (laughs) so like I've actually so this is the third time or actually maybe the third or fourth time I actually had the white wine and then like I love it but and it should be actually one of my go-to whites, but I really don't drink white on my own very often. But it would be one that I pick up for that. But, um, but yeah, the red is usually what I go for. But I thought that'd be like a little good tidbit because <laughs> she actually introduced me to the white because I probably wouldn't have picked up the white on my own to be honest. And that, and I ended up loving it. Drank the whole thing by myself. Yeah. But, okay. So on to the red one. Okay. Um, smells fruity, a little bit on the bold side, too. The coloring is really dark for red, too. I agree on that. Um, it kind of, like, it doesn't smell jammy, but it just smells kind of, like, very fruit egg-based. Yeah. See, it smells bolder than it than it actually feels when you put it like drink it. It tastes like the white wine where it's like more like just like caresses your tongue as it slides on back. <laughs> huh. I like I'm more of a red wine fan, so like I yeah, I love it. Um I get to hints of like feel like I taste like berries like you said. Um, hard to place. Maybe blackberry, like you said too. Kind of tastes like cherries in a way. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some cherry in there. But either way, like for me too, it would be a wine. Like I would casually pick it up and like just drink it, whether it's even a hot day like this. But, you know, in the shade, because you don't want to overheat the wine. But. 
Yeah, like, I, I don't know if you said it tastes like acid, like, it has an acidy undertone, but I, I don't find that at all. Like, no, I for me, it it's, like, so smooth. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, like, for yeah. me, it's, like, so smooth. It's just, like, a wine that, like, I would drink pretty fast and not really realize it. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> so, yeah. And they're, what, 18 bucks each? 20 bucks? E- eight, 18? I think 18. I think it's 18. Mm-hmm. Which, people, if you get a 9-ounce glass of this at Joey's, I think it's 15 and a half dollars. Crazy, right? You can get a full bottle for a couple of dollars more. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is actually crazy. Why not restaurants? It's just ridiculous, So. All right, let's look up. So I brought them up on the thing, have them waiting for me. So the Chardonnay, let's start with that. So it's on this Vino, the Vino app. So my parents and my brother and all that use it a lot. Um, Just, you can take a photo, like if you download the app, you can just take a photo of the label and it should tell, like if it has it in their like database, it'll tell you kind of like where it's from, like the ratings, like how many people rated it, kind of like an overall of what the wine is. So facts about the wine. So this is, um, so for the white wine, the Chardonnay, it says um, the winery obviously is what you would call it in the region Lodi. Um, I have no clue where that is, but it did say Walla Walla <laughs> back on the back of these things. Um, so obviously the grapes is Chardonnay. Wine style is Californian Chardonnay. And the food pairings is pork, rich fish, like salmon, tuna, um, mm. any vegetarian dish or poultry, which, Ooh. you know, not kind of shocking on that. Yeah. Um, it said, what does it taste like? So they actually said that it's way more on the bold side than the light side. Oh, interesting. Shocking. Yeah. Um, people said it's basically halfway between dry and sweet, but a little bit more on the dry side. Yeah. And it's basically almost exactly in the middle between soft and acidic. I don't find And this it is acidic, just obviously though. Neither do I. But like this is kinda I think that's maybe summaries of everyone that like the four hundred and whatever people that did this. Yeah. Um yeah. so it said it's butter. Um people mentioned, so it doesn't actually mean that's in there, but People mentioned, there are 39 mentions of oaky notes, so butter, oak, vanilla, and then 10 mentions of tree fruit, so apple, pear, nectarine. Oh, yeah. Four mentions of microbio, um, so cream, I guess. Three mentions of vegetal notes, so rhubarb, chard, grass. Mm. Um, three mentions of red fruit, so cherry, corn candy, kind of stuff. Three mentions of tropical fruits. Lychee, pineapple. Freaking. Oh, okay. There's a lot of suggestions on things. Um, <laughs> three mentions of citrus notes, so lemon, grapefruit. Two mentions of aging notes, so nutty. Two mentions of earthy, so salt and slate. One mention of pepper or spices, so pepper. And one mention of black uh, black fruit, which is blackberry. So <laughs> some of those I don't. See, but yeah, most people gave it like four ish stars, I'd say. Mm-hmm. 
It's uh oh, three stars is the most. Okay. Let's look at the red wine. So the red wine, it's saying um the grapes are Merlot and Cabernet. So um the wine style is California Bordeaux blend. And the food pairing is beef, lamb, game, so deer, venison, or poultry. So they people are saying um it tastes very much bold and not light. So again, yeah. different than what we think it is. Um, and they say it's more tannic than smooth. Um, hmm. that's interesting. They yeah. say it's dry, not sweet. And it's more acidic than soft. So we definitely opposite of <laughs> For most part, we're like pretty opposite. I think we kind of, I don't know if we tasted the sweetness, but maybe it was more in between for us, but definitely didn't think it was acidic, but yeah, definitely more smooth for me. But, um, so it said seven mentions of red fruit. So red fruit is like cherry and such three mentions of black fruit. So plum, two mentions of oaky, so tobacco and oak. One mention of spices, and this one said dry herbs. One mention of vegetal, which is rhubarb in this case. One mention of microbiome, which is cheese. So. Oh, interesting. Huh, funny. Someone made a note from September 2019, and they said another enjoyable wine at Joey's. <laughs> really? Oh, that's so, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, like honestly, for all you viewers out there, it these two wines I'd say on the cheaper side, and if you want just to pick up a bottle of wine to like hang out with your friends and such, like I'd say go for this one. It's pretty good. Both the red and the white are not disappointing at all. So yeah, that's that's my take on it. Nice. You got anything? Anything else you want to add about the wine? No, that was opposite. The Gino people were opposite of what I feel, but that's okay. I wonder if we should try and find that on some of the wines we drink. Like, obviously, like, not everything's going to be, like, eat on. No, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think that'd be, like, kind of, like, interesting. See what other people think besides just you and me. Yeah, exactly. I guess we'll move on to the book now, people, because I know that's what most of you probably are waiting for us to talk about. So the book is called The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa. Um, Again, I said it's more like a romancy, chick lit kind of book. I guess you can classify it as romance, but to me, it's not like a Nora Roberts kind of romance. It's more, to me, like chick lit, which I don't think is like a huge mainstream definition of books but maybe i don't know but anyways <laughs> uh lindsay what was your overall uh viewpoint on this thing um well i definitely got started on it much later than i had hoped to um but it's some thoughts um <laughs> i it was it was a longer than I thought it would be but it was a very I thought it was just like a very light-hearted book 
uh, which is what, exactly what I wanted. Um, I quite liked it, weirdly up until the middle. <laughs> um, usually it's the opposite where it takes me some time to get into it. I was into it right away, really liked it. And then I think when it got to like the really raunchy parts, I was like, okay, um, I'm kind of, I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, I'm losing kind of interest here. Um, but like overall, I really liked it. Um, I really like the storyline of it all. Uh, I mean, it was like fun, lighthearted, like I said, uh, really, um, I love like a lot of aspects of it, including like Lena being a wedding planner and the whole, what like weddings being the center focus of the storyline. Um, but I really, what I really, really, really liked about it is the way, um, the author had both characters speaking so you got both their point of view so it'd be like a really I found like a really quick transition um which I liked because it could be like instead of like instead of Max talking and then it would be a completely different day and then we see Lena and then the next day we see Max it's right in the same time frame and we're jumping between the two characters every chapter and I really liked that portion of it so um I thought the writing was really well done in that way um really easy listen as well because i totally uh audio booked it up um but yeah i i really liked it in terms of a, a lighthearted read something easy to kind of get through um yeah <laughs> nice yeah. um for me i agree like i really liked it um i read a lot of chiclet so it's like I wouldn't say it's like on the top of my chiclet ones I've read in the past couple months. Um, but it's a different one. Because like some of the other ones I've read, it's a little bit more maybe dramatic in the sense of the characters are going through a little bit more like hardship in a way. Or there's just more angst <laughs> between the characters like we mentioned like with the Emma Hart ones in a way like where they're both kind of on the angry side these ones kind of like just kind of start off where I thought they would be but they weren't as angry and volatile as I thought they would kind of be so because she kind of shut down her emotions a lot sometimes so yeah that sometimes drives me crazy reading characters like that but I agree like it was really well written and like I I do really like when books like jump back and forth between the two perspectives and I like it when they don't basically start the guy's perspective from like the beginning of the same moment that the girl's perspective was and went from like all the way to the end but it just like kind of like shows her like it'll like end and then it'll kind of continue from his perspective or the vice versa. Or it'll mm -hmm. be a moment and like, like there's a scene where it was like group therapy and like he would say something and like it was his turn to talk. So it was like his perspective of it. And then it was her turn to talk. So then she talked and it was kind of like the same thing. So like, even though it was in the same moment, it was like totally different perspectives. And then like afterwards. So I like that part of it. Um, I like the fact that the job that they both kind of like got thrown in for was um, 
kind of like a Hell's Kitchen kind of thing. They had to like fight for the job, but yet yeah. they didn't know who each other were. But she knew who the two marketing people were, so I thought that was kind of fun, but also kind of weird when I think about it now that the marketing people didn't meet both people until after. Well, technically, two of them didn't ever meet the other person. Only one person met the other person. Andrew only met the other guy. Yeah. Really... We we never That's... got to know him at all. <laughs> no, thinking about that now. Anyways, back to the overall viewpoint. Um, I also <laughs> like that, like, the main character, she was, like, Brazilian. So, like, they, like, brought that in a lot. Um... A little more than I kind of maybe expected, but, like, I think maybe the author might be Brazilian, maybe. Um, But that kind of added some spiciness to the book, too, so I kind of, like, like that. But overall, it was good. I'd recommend it to someone as, like, a light book, but I probably won't reread it. Yeah, be same. <laughs> Like, some of the other ones, like, a lot of my books, I usually do reread. Some of them I just don't, and this probably is one I'm not, but, yeah. That's my overall take on it, but. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that uh, Lena, like, was so wrapped up in, like, the thought of Andrew that after he left her at the altar, actually wanted to try work with him and like get him back they didn't really touch on it a lot but they kind of touched on it at that one moment and i'm like what the fuck i'm like yeah. and you guys don't say anything more on this like this is a big thing and the author maybe should have said something more on it like i don't know i, that I feel me. like i i like maybe read it differently then because i honestly felt that she was just like I never really got the sense that she gave two shits about Andrew anymore like I know she was like oh he looks good blah 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 um but I like the whole time I I really didn't even think about that because I was just kind of like oh she's just trying to like get through this and get the job and really I kind of felt that Andrew was more into Lena and like pondering trying to get her back and then i was kind of like well you fucked up man you can't do that <laughs> well i'm talking more about like i get that point and like i agree but it was like when andrew like walked in on max and her kissing oh yeah and then brought it up about like yo, like how he was trying to wedge a like blocking between the two of them and he was like yeah, like, I called off the wedding, and then, like, a week later or whatever, she tried getting me back. Oh, like, that portion, yeah. And I'm like, you guys don't want to explain that more? It kind of just, like, dropped off at that, like, after he kind of, like, You're right. really said that. And, like, I was yeah. like, that's pretty big that she, like, went back and, like, after he left her at the altar, maybe it was because, like, she thought at the time it was something Max said. But on like I think it's also like shows the like I don't know Andrew sounds like a little pompous asshole who has no backbone. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But 
and I can't believe he lied to his brother on the day of his wedding about how he decided to jilt her at the uh excuse me at the like church just so he wouldn't get the full blame for it oh yeah like what the fuck I know okay that whole situation kind of bugs me about like how he like confessed this all after he found that they were together and like it just kind of didn't really go beyond that and then it just kind of went back to their feelings afterwards maybe I just wanted more expansion on it because like that's fair yeah because I get it like yeah so we're go ahead oh no I uh I was just like (laughs) now I forgot um like (laughs) I totally forgot about that part and I think it's because it just like glazed over it so quickly that maybe the author was hoping I didn't like most of her readers wouldn't notice (laughs) and in my case that was what happened but you're so right like I totally forgot about that part where he says she like tried to get back together with him after the wedding which is like I have questions for sure (laughs) because I feel like that's pretty big like they kind of like said what happened at the wedding and then like how she like shut down and then uh, like skipped to three years later and like their lives then yeah they didn't really like and then you get like little tidbit from back then so like i felt like we got more on how she got out of the paralegal business than we did about that and that's fair yeah and even with the paralegal thing i didn't really understand her whole point on that but maybe I just take like everyone takes things differently so like I get the whole being a woman in a man's like man's world and I'm like quoting that because like yeah you know you we can't really be like if you're a bitch people think you're a bitch right yeah so I'm actually trying to find that part. I like that because she talks about that when they're at the like retreat thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that whole part, like, I should have gone back and really re-listened to it because it was I was like doing something else while I was listening to it, and like I got the gist of it, but I really didn't get like the core things. Like, I couldn't even tell you what Max actually like confided in her i just remember her like reaction being like oh my gosh like that's kind of where she was like whoa this guy's got like deep feelings <laughs> so like damn i don't so know i'm rereading it right now just because i think i missed like a whole different paragraph and didn't like i probably thought i like moved on to the next page because i needed to but in reality, I need to finish the like, last couple sentences of the, that paragraph. Um, yeah. But basically, she like went into like why she's like, well, like you remember where she's like, she's like half black, half Latina. So she was like, when a black woman gets like angry or is, um, she's like, isn't justifiably upset. She's angry. And then a Latinx person confronts someone they're fiery or spicy so she's like i can't really raise my voice in public or 
fear irrational and stuff like that then I'm not fit for the workplace and shit like that so she said that when the paralegal basically she was seeing a partner during the trial and she screwed up and she numbered the exhibits incorrectly which made the she's like I don't know if it was exhaustion or whatever but the judge was confused the partner was confused she was confused the jury didn't under didn't have any exhibits to look at and She's like, and all that would have been fine. The judge would have given us time to correct the exhibits, but she was so overwhelmed with, overcome with emotion and so disappointed in herself, she cried. And she's like, I don't oh. mean the pretty tears you see in movies. She's like, I mean the big, ugly tears that come with bawling your eyes out. And afterwards, I was, was totally ineffective in fixing my mistake because I was embarrassed. So she said, no one wanted to partner with her afterwards. That makes so much more so, sense now as to why, like, she puts all her emotions in check and why she's only allowed, like, to feel a certain amount throughout the day. Yeah. And, like, I, like, I understand how horrible that is, but at the same time, it's kind of, like, that was one time and, like, she did mention that, like, she lost confidence in herself and stuff like that, but it's kind of at the same time and just because that happened doesn't mean that's who you are too right yeah because any girl like obviously like she's got like she's coming from a different point and she well and like it it comes like she said like with being like a mixed race too whereas like but pretty much any female when they start crying like that <laughs> all men are like what the fuck get me out of here yeah for the most part so that just puts us behind the like wheel ball not just anyways but i don't know i'm not a big crier but like <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable when people do cry around me but um yeah i don't know i i don't think she needed to cut herself off from her emotions as a result of what happened as for being a paralegal and like how that her being fired ended up being the case because, yeah, like, no, I get that. Because I think she was more let go and not, like, really, like, angry fire. There was more, like, just the culture ended up changing where she just didn't sort of letting her go. But, yeah. uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't think she needed to get, like, cut off her emotions and all that stuff. Then, it like, at the same time, like, as a wedding planner, like... That one girl who, like, Bliss, the one that wore the green suit, where she said that, like, she really liked her, but, like, the one thing she had to say was that she, like, didn't get excited when she tried on dresses or anything like that with her. Yeah. And I think, but, like, in my head, I'm, like, it's a wedding planner. They're there to make sure things are organized, make sure everything's going right. They're not really, they're not part of your wedding. They're planning it. So to yeah. me, like, I don't really, I don't, I wouldn't really expect, like, if they did get all excited and all that stuff, like, whatever, like, that's fine. <laughs> but, like, I don't think it's a job requirement of them to do that oh, every yeah. single time or anything like that. Because I'm, like, it's their business and they're, like, literally helping you plan your wedding. They're not part of your wedding. <laughs> like, yeah. you're people that you bring around you to these things and stuff like that is your wedding but like 
and they should be excited for you but like I don't know. I'm like I was like it's not really something I thought it was kind of interesting that like she brought it up and apparently everyone else did but I don't know <laughs> yeah I thought that was kind of weird because I'm like but it's her like it's her job and she's passionate about it but like at the same time she's like organized and like focused on getting like these weddings to the point where these people like love them and love her for it yeah I don't know yeah that's just my opinion on it no I agree I get what you're saying and like you want to become a wedding planner do you think you'd be kind of like in between her and the overexcited person like, it's hard because I think I would be like it was really interesting to kind of hear like like when Bliss was giving her like her reference around it and I was like oh my gosh yeah it's so true because I'm like if I if I hired a wedding planner for my wedding I mm-hmm. would really want like them to be just as excited as I was because it is like a really exciting time it's overwhelming but it's exciting and like, mm-hmm. I think honestly, I want to say that I would be like, oh my God, so exciting. But at the same time, I'm like, it's hard to blur those lines of like being really excited and really like over the moon with someone on their wedding day, but maintaining perf- like the professional persona because pe- I mean, you won't be able to make everyone happy. That's part of the job like that's a huge part of the job is making your client happy um but Mm -hmm. like if you're one way you'll meet people that don't want that and if you're another way you'll meet people that don't want that so honestly I I'd like to think I would be able to to share in the excitement um to a really high degree with people um however I feel like I could see professionalism getting in the way of that um and like all the other things you have to be thinking about. And I'm very much like a trying to see three steps ahead of myself. So I feel like that can sometimes get in the way of like you sharing in that moment with your, with your client. So mm-hmm. I think it's easier said than done. I think it's something that people try to focus on, but at the same time, I like, there's something to be said about sharing. Like that's what your bridesmaids are and bridesmen and, and people in your wedding party and your family are meant to do with you. Like it's everyone's meant to share in this really exciting time with you. Um, your wedding planner is meant to make sure it all goes off without a hitch and that you don't get stressed. So that means like carrying mm-hmm. a lot of the stress on them instead. So it's kind of hard to like pick up that. Oh my God. Yay. So like, I think I'm just a very like enthusiastic person in general um, when I'm with people, so I could see myself just like having that enthusiasm anyway. But I think a, lo- a lot of the time, my mind will just be like, "Oh my gosh, what else do we need to get done?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh, exactly right. Also, I think it's funny. It's like a small note to, but I just randomly thought about it. Like how she got Max to move that morning by mentioning marble cake. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't- I don't know if I would have ever moved that fast for anything. I love Maybe coffee. the cake tasting portion. I was laughing so hard at that part. She did fool him because she's like intolerance is like a real bitch or whatever. <laughs> Not meaning that it was like <laughs> her. 
And then both men are like eating cake, like no one's business, and then arguing over like the cake. And then she leaves for five minutes and she comes back and they like ate like all this cake. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, (laughs) typical men, like, oh my God. You can't leave them for five minutes. (laughs) Oh, I know. Otherwise, they end up having like a cake eating contest to the point where both of them are like passing out. I love. I was it. like, was oh my amazing. god, that was actually probably one of the best like moments in the book. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. I agree. I thought it was really funny. Um, but going off of that, like, just I guess Max and her in general, like, I guess the main thing that was being played on was like she is his brother's ex fiance and almost wife. Like, yeah. like, I honestly don't think that situation really happened, but, like, honestly, like, stuff like that really, you don't probably would hear about. But I can't see that happening a lot. So it seems well, like a rare case that this would happen and that people would actually do anything about it. Well, uh, that's the thing, like, that, it seems weird to me. Like, it honestly was, like, kind of weird and I at first I was like why are they not addressing this elephant in the room more so like I don't know if it's something I'd be able to do just because like I don't know I would think of so many other things around it like or if it, if I was Lena I'd be like well this guy's parents already know me as his brother's fiance like how do they ever accept me as a different part of the family I don't know I just found it super strange how easily they were able to slide into it i mean they addressed it a couple times um obviously just kind of starting it out as a fling but i was just kind of like oh i would have way more like issue with this i think (laughs) well yeah like the her family like it kind of was brought up more with like i guess her family than his family but like he kind of just mentioned it and then like walked off (laughs) from his mom when he mentioned it to her and then like he basically didn't really discuss it at all with his brother like the dad wasn't even in the like equation at all and then like her her side her aunts and her mom were betting on what was gonna happen oh yeah that was a funny take but i guess (laughs) i guess in their sense like on her her side like it's more of I guess her family just didn't see her being like kind of sounded like they didn't think that Andrew was the right person for her and that she needed someone even though they knew that she wanted someone like Andrew but like they were kind of like well no like I think deep down they knew she needed someone like Max but didn't really ever say anything and maybe they well, and, like, Max, I guess, wasn't a part of the picture when they were dating. Sound like they did for about a year before they got engaged. But it right. was, like, yeah. It really, like, again, this was another thing that was really not touched on at all. Like, the brother kind of walked in on them, like, making out, said some stuff to them, and then walked out. And then, like, had a little bit of a conversation with Max, like, later. And, no, had a con- well, Max and Lena separately later. 
but not like everyone was a little too cool headed about it or level headed I mean yeah and I'm like this seems like this seems like a very like volatile situation (laughs) right because I read this other book that was based in England and this boy and her like she was so close with the family like she would sleep over at the house and like that wouldn't be like anything different and then her and like the one boy started dating and like they were so like in love and like we're going to get married and then he went to school on a school trip to like London and were part of like this bombing so like all the classmates so they thought he died for three years and like um his older brother like told her kind of like they helped each other get out of their like depressed ways and they ended up falling in love so they started having like a relationship and like his family her family took a her parents took a well his parents were shocked but they loved it because they both loved like they knew how happy they made each other the extended family needed like time to get over it because they were like like what the fuck like that's your brother's like girlfriend yeah your dead brother's girlfriend and like all that stuff and then (laughs) twists and events in this other book the brother who they all thought was dead actually witnessed was part of the bombing but he saw the bombers with this other chick so they went to witness protection for three years and couldn't contact them so everyone thought they were dead but they weren't and he came back thinking everything would go back to the normal. And when he found out that his brother and his ex, well, his girlfriend to him were dating and like actually in love and she was choosing him over his brother over him created like a huge volatile situation for like weeks. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that was talked about. That was like an issue. That was like a huge thing. Whereas this book, it just kind of like, dances around it and is mainly focused on like her and Max battling it out and like but also working on this project together and then like falling in love at the same time but don't really talk about other things that need to be talked about outside so I don't know that was another thing that kind of bugged me about the book too that's fair like yeah I agree Just because it also, like we said, it's not a situation you really, like, read about or see. It's more like if you read or see it or hear about it, it's usually in books or in a movie. Really, right? Yeah. Because I can't think of anyone in my realm that has had the situation. So, in real life. I can't. No, I agree. It's like a... It's not... It is for sure like a weird situation. So like, I don't know. I just feel like you're right. I think that's the only thing that could have been one of the only things that could have been like maybe written out a little differently was just how nonchalant the two of them were about it. Because I think uh, Max's biggest issue was, oh, would Lena still be thinking about his brother and, like, comparing him to his brother, which is, like, obviously something he struggles with in his professional and day-to-day life anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, it was never, like, oh, will this not be weird that I'm dating and seeing my brother's ex-fiance? Nope. Okay, great. Like, I just, it was too easy. Like, it was kind of brought up by his friend Dean, 
yeah but that was about it <laughs> exactly like that was very much the only like time that was brought up about the fact that like it was his brother's ex-fiance they literally almost got married if his brother didn't like stop the wedding they would literally probably still be married at this point and, like all this stuff like his friend like gave him so many points as to why but like that was really the only time that was brought up yeah exactly also i thought it was funny how his friend came to his work and basically had the um assistant tell him over the speaker like speakerphone like your friend's here and he's said that you're like being a really bad friend in this relationship or something like that (laughs) i was like oh my god i would like literally like die if one of my friends ever did that Oh my god, right? <laughs> they came to work and be like, you're not pulling your weight in this relationship. Oh, right. Yeah. But, but yeah. I don't know if there's too much more to say on this. <laughs> Who is your favorite character? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I kind of liked Max the most. Yeah. Yeah. I mainly because I couldn't relate to Lena a lot. And uh, he just seemed like a fun guy, but like he was, I don't know, had his own battles, but he was trying not to let them affect his like day to day life and everything. Yeah. And he just seemed like kind of like a cool guy. <laughs> I don't know. I just really liked him as a guy. That's fair. Or a person. What about you? Um, I think Lena, but also, like, like, the two main characters, Lena, but also Max. Um, (laughs) I like Max's character just because it was, like, he was a really good guy, and, like, he kind of starts out where you're like, oh, did he just fuck up this wedding? And then you get to know him, and he's, like, just kind of struggling, um, with, comparing himself to his brother all the time and then um and then what else sorry let's make sure oh but lena because i like i think i liked max more than lena but i really liked lena because she's kind of i loved how like she started her own business and was like such a hard worker and was um like considering she was left at the altar like she was so passionate about what she did for weddings and it I just kind of really first seen my life being similar to hers and that's or sorry that's the life I'd like to live um uh so I think that's why I really like her but I really liked Max's character just overall in general just getting to know him and he had a lot of different layers to him um which I felt that Lena did but also didn't necessarily have yeah he was a little bit more complex than her yeah but that was mainly because like we kind of like had a little bit of a glimpse into her character at that like retreat but not really so it's kind of like they could have expanded on it a little bit more to get us to the point where we see more layers to her Whereas yeah. I felt like the layers for him were more established throughout the book. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, I can see myself in real life, if I ever met them, being friends with him more than her. 
but her I could be friends with her but I would just probably get along more with him oh yeah fair yeah but, you know maybe I'd like her more than him <laughs> you never know <laughs> yeah so true he might get annoying after a while who knows but <laughs> I'm, I'm actually thinking about it I'm like how often have I read like a situation similar to this and besides that one British book I can't really think of another one but I did read a book where, like, best friends fall in love with people that their friends are supposed to marry. I've read at least one book where the best friend actually did tell his friend that he shouldn't get married to her, and his friend didn't. And then <laughs> they ended up, and then the best friend who, like, told him not to get married, and the girl ended up, I think she was a wedding planner, too, or maybe a floral person, I can't remember. They ended up having to be partnered for something. And yeah, they ended up falling in love. Obviously, it was a chick lit, but yeah. <laughs> so it's that one was probably a little bit more similar to this book in the sense of falling in love with the person that basically kind of somewhat told the person to not marry the other person. Yeah. Even though technically Max didn't actually end up doing anything by the end of it, it was all <laughs> Andrew being a dick, making his brother think he did. <laughs> fair but sorry my batteries on my earphones were going down oh, I'm sorry I, uh, uh, I don't know should we end it here yes or what let's uh, do you have any other books you're reading that you want to share Give me a second while I go into my I'm iPad. currently reading, currently drinking that you want to share with everybody? <clears throat> Give me a moment while I bring up my list of currently reading in the last week. Unfit. Her buddy. Her buddy. <clears throat> Let me... There is one that I thought was, like, so funny and I actually quite enjoyed. Um, where is it? I actually couldn't get enough of it because I thought it was hilarious. But now I'm not being able to find it. Um, why don't you go first while I'm trying to find this? I am, what am I currently reading? Great question. Oh, I just started... Well, I didn't just start. I started a bit ago, um, Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered by uh, the ladies. Um, so Georgia Hardstark and, oh my God, one blank mama. Um, the ladies of my favorite murder. Um, yeah. Oh my God. This is what happens when I'm going to get it. It's hard. Um, I'm literally looking it up because, uh, Karen Kilgareth and Georgia Hardstark. There we go. Um, so it's their memoir that they both co-wrote. Um, so I'm currently reading that. Uh, so it's pretty, it's really good. I shouldn't say pretty good. It's really good. If you're a fan of my favorite murder, the podcast, you will love their book. 
Um, I envision their voice when I'm reading it uh, because basically they've each got like their own chapter where they talk about a certain thing. So you can like put their voice in your head as you're reading it. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine that the audiobook is even better because it is read by both of them. So if you're a fan of audiobooks, I suggest that one. Um, what else am I reading? I'm still reading this other book that I've been reading forever. And it's such a problem. Um, it is, where is that? Um, The Other People by CJ Tudor. Um, that one I think I've been reading for like three months at this point. So uh, I haven't, I've kind of put it on the back burner, but I'll get to it, I'm sure. Uh, that one is audiobook version. So I'll say I'm currently listening to that one and currently reading Stay Sexy and Get Don't Get Murdered. Um, but also something cool, I joined this like group that's called YYC um, Book Ninjas. So they're going around like um, putting together little baskets and um, you leave your address in your quadrant of the city once you join the Facebook group and um, people can ninja you. So they basically will leave like a little care package for you um, of like either new or previously loved books. Um, So I just joined, I haven't gotten ninjaed yet myself, but I'm, got actually quite a few books that I was going to donate that I'm thinking I might include in some maybe some packages and go and ninja some people and I'll probably do a book and probably some um just some little things like uh some self-care items like I previously bought like bulk items of sheet masks and bath bombs so just something to like just leave for people to kind of cheer them up during the quarantine just kind of like a pay it forward thing so um that's something really cool if you guys are in the calgary area and i'm sure other cities uh are doing this because i know it started with yyc wine ninjas um or alberta sorry alberta wine ninjas which i'm also part of um but it's expanded to book ninjas so uh, i think it's getting a lot of buzz so head on facebook and check it out i'll have to Maybe it's a good yeah. way to get rid of some of my books that I need yeah, to donate. Man. And it's look into both too, because like the Wine Ninjas is really cool too. So it's really awesome. Hmm. I'll have to do that. So I found the book. Yeah, man. So it's called Hook yeah. on the Game by C.M. Owens. Honestly, it's like one of the funniest books I've ever read. It's like obviously Battle of Wills. Um, but I love it. Um, nice. But I also read... <clears throat> See, I like look things up and then now I have to go back to where I was. The problem with all this. Um, what did I also read? I read like a couple of books. Um, Just Roommates by Charity Farrell. Also fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> Hot Stuff by Lila Monroe. Um, Further to Fall by Catherine Cowles. That was actually pretty good. Um, One for the Road by Lexi Hart, also really good. Um, Ooh. I'm going to start Jesus. reading Jock Row by Sarah Nay and the the play by J H Grope, whatever it's called. Um, I'll start reading that's probably in the next two days. Um, what else did I read this week? <clears throat> um. 
His Frenemy by Laura Ryans and Ray K. Manis. I've been like reading some old ones I used to uh, read. Don't Let Go by Michelle Lynn. Another Shot of Love by Nice Nacy Roy. Also, are done these all with books love. you've read? Yep. Don't judge me. What the me. heck? I'm not. Yeah. I'm just impressed. I've read more in the past week ish. About a week and a half. That's insane. But. I can't. I've bred more than that in the last month. I can't. But I don't. That's so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been currently reading. And the wine is just as long and I don't have them in front of me, so I'm not going to read them all. But last note for me is Costco got this other, like Napa Valley Red Blend. It used to be one of my favorites and go-tos when it like Costco actually sold it. But they have this one that's Napa Valley Cabernet, and it kind of tastes like Behringer, but it um is so good, and that's my new favorite. Ooh. So that's another, I guess, currently reading one we can go with or drinking, I guess. But nice, yeah. That's that's all I got on my end. But uh, yeah. So you guys can again follow us on boozeandbooks.podcast and Kristen.shu, S-H-E-W, or Lindsay, or sorry, Lind.said, <laughs> L-I-N-D dot S-A-I-D. And then, or you can email us at boozeandbooks at gmail.com. B-O-O-O-Z-E-A-N-D, B-O-O-O, wait, yeah, K-S at gmail.com. <laughs> you almost and... nailed it. I know. I had to stop myself. So close. I was like, shoot, what am I about to spell? I was gonna. I thought I was gonna do booze and booze. Anyway, <laughs> send us an email. Send us a DM. Great, uh, great review and Insta. subscribe. That too. Um, and then stay close to our Insta. We'll be posting next month's book. V soon. Yes, because we have to figure out what that is, but it's coming soon. Yeah. At some yeah. point. But yeah. All right, guys. One, stay safe two. out there. Yes. Stay safe. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>